Oh, well, they probably don't even need to back announce that song. Although, well, for those who don't, there might be some young folk listening. Dean Martin was a huge star in the 60s and 70s, and Volare was probably one of his major songs. And uh, it's what you hear the gondoliers singing on the gondolas of Venice. So I got Dino involved. It's good to hear him again. That serves to introduce Elizabeth Heath, who's a US-born journalist who lives with her husband and daughter just outside Rome. She's reported on some interesting travel experiences for us, including the Arctic. But this time, she's on a different style of boat. Many of you would not have expected her to find in Italy, but Elizabeth, together with a writer friend from New York, just indeed spent six nights on a hotel barge. Uh, welcome back to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you, you sound like you've had a really interesting trip and probably one that not many people realise you can do. And just tell us a little bit about it. You, you obviously travelled from your home outside Rome to Venice as a starting point. Is that right? Right. I took the train to Venice, which for me means uh, two trains. I switched trains in Florence, I think, and caught my train to Venice met my best friend there who flew in from New York and I hadn't seen since before the pandemic days. And then we boarded La Bella Vita, which is a 20-person uh, river barge. Took a cruise from Venice to Mantua over six nights. Yeah, now... I, so, uh, yeah, seven days, six nights. We were saying offline that I didn't realise you could go very far in Venice or out of Venice, but you've obviously gotten... You've gone through the canal the canals, etc., and ended up on a river somewhere. Is that, is that how it worked? Right. Well, we, the, this boat doesn't, didn't navigate the actual canals of Venice other than the Giudecca Canal, which is the, the big canal that passes. I don't know if, you, if it, for people who aren't familiar with the geography, I don't want to throw anybody off, but it's the big canal that passes in front of St. Mark's Square. Right. And, and this is where the massive cruise ships used to go past. That's another conversation. Well, they've been this kicked tiny, out. Haven't they? Yeah, fortunately. Right. Yeah, so, well, yeah. that that probably makes uh, a great opportunity for smaller vessels like this one. It does. Uh, there were a couple other uh, river cruise ships that we saw when we were, you know, in the course of our journey. But I think the largest one probably held 150, 200 people maximum. So okay. a far cry from the 6,000 passenger ships that used to sail past St. Mark's. Or the super yachts that are hiding yeah. uh, away from uh, American interests. We saw one of those, actually, that has been um, sitting in Venice for about three months. Is that right? So there was all, and the mystery owners and all sorts of speculation as to who the owners are, but the boat has, the, the yacht, hasn't gone anywhere. So there's speculation right. that uh, it is not allowed to leave it may, Venice. may have been arrested, as they say. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yes. So did yeah. you... Now, this 148-foot vessel, it's like a floating hotel. Is that what it's always been, or was it converted from a cargo barge or something? La Bella Vita, the captain, is the owner of the vessel, which is, okay. really, which is interesting, too. So he told us a little bit of the background. And it had apparently been built... I want to say in the 70s, I don't want to tell a lie, but I think that's what he told us. But it had been built in the 70s or 80s as a, as a, as a cruise ship, as a passenger river barge. Yeah. And they bought it from the, from the company who had originally, uh, okay. originally started it and c completed the, the refurbishing of it, did everything and launched this business of okay. uh, taking people back and forth on the Po River. Well, it's it, 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 uh, Venice. 
Yeah, you sent me a link and I had a look at it. It, it looks quite interesting. It's three levels. There's two levels of accommodation and dining, and then on the top level looks like a sun deck. Is that right? There's a sun deck, yeah. Yeah. Which we made good use of. You, you had good weather. You've only just done this, haven't you? I was there, yeah, in May. We had terrific weather. Right. Uh, was was hot. You know, Italy is in, Summer. in May. The weather can go any either way. You yeah. can have cold, rainy, miserable days, or you can have summer weather. And we had mostly summer weather, which was great for, for our purposes, certainly. So unlike the large cruise ships that travel during the night, mm-hmm. this particular vessel only traveled during the day, and then at night you had a... A still, or I guess a largely still vessel at anchor th- that you could sleep through. Yes. Um, right. I think part of the experience on a small ship like this is the navigation because you're going through locks. So you're going past fishing villages, you know, these really picturesque harbors. So you want to be awake for them. And I don't know if there's safety concerns with navigating at night on these narrower waterways. I imagine that has something to do with it. But the, the experience is really being on board and just, the, you know, the ship is called La Bella Vita, which means the good life or the beautiful life in Italian. And that's mm. sort of what they're selling, right? It's like, this is really nice. I'm sitting on the deck of a ship and watching Italy, you know, bucolic uh, landscapes go by in front of me and drink in hand too if I want it. So this is all... It was the Bella Vita. I yeah, I, I, I bet. And then we would stop usually mid... I mean, it just depended. Day, day to day it would vary. But we were always at anchor, or moored, I guess you would say, mm. um, by the evening. So our dinners were on board, uh, except for one occasion when they had a special event off, off the ship. Our dinners were on board. Um, and then, you know, everybody just settled in for the night and slept. And in the morning we had breakfast and either went on a tour or set sail. Right. To the next destination. And uh, how many crew were on, on board to serve you? Oh, I think there were seven or eight crew altogether, maybe more than that, because there were also navigation crew that we didn't necessarily uh, see that often. You'd see somebody run past and you know, shut a door or something and go up into the... Up into the... Um, to the bridge. The bridge. Yeah. yeah, thank you. The steering department. <laughs> the where they have the where the captain drives the boat. Yeah, the bridge. Called the bridge. Yeah. Right. Right. So, obviously, it's it's all catered uh, as you, as you've indicated. Yeah. And good food, good wine. They, you know what? The, it's it's really high quality. This is a European waterways cruise. I worked with a with another company called the Barge Ladies, who are brokers of different types of cruises. So they help promote these products and and do a lot in in France in particular. Um, and mm. I believe this is the only European waterways cruise in Italy, just right. because there are so few navigable inland waterways. In yeah. Italy, right. Yeah. But one of the one of the selling points of European waterways is the quality of food and drink and I have to say that they delivered on that. Uh, you know, there's a chef on board, a different menu every night, um, very much focused on local produce, lots of fish and seafood obviously because we were um, in the Venetian Lagoon for a large part of our experience mm-hmm. and then really I would say highly curated wine choices. Right. You know, always a red, always a white at dinner, sometimes a cocktail to start things out or a glass of Prosecco. And it was just, it was lovely, really good experience, nicely plated food. I mean, 
Um, nobody lost any weight over the <laughs> Well, that's, the, but, that's uh, the determinant factor, I think, for, for a lot of cruise guests. If, they haven't, if they've put on weight, then they feel happy. Right, right. Well, this was nice, too, because it, because of a small ship like that. I think we were, the, the, the ship can, the boat can hold the barge can hold up to 20 and there were 18 guests in total. We were always seated. I mean, a couple of times at lunch, they would have a buffet style, but there was never, you know, this long line. Everybody had to line with their plate. And there was none of that. It was a very much just a relaxed, you felt very well looked after. And can I, I guess I do need to ask you about the COVID situation. How how did you have to uh, dress on the boat? Did you have to wear masks, etc.? Well, they're not required anymore okay. in Italy. Uh, most of the mask restrictions have been dropped, you know, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. So some of the museums that we visited, because the barge organized guided tours in just about every place where we were. Uh, so in Mantua, in, um, in Ferrara, a couple of other places. So we would take a tour, and some of the museums still required masks, but that was a really case-by-case right. basis. The crew, out of deference to the guests, mostly kept their masks on. But honestly, we were a small group and pretty much dispensed with dispensed with masks. And and you felt quite safe and comfortable on board. You weren't checked by jail. You weren't jammed in like on a big cruise ship. No, 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 no. We had um, the cabins were small but comfortable and really functional. Hmm. Like there was a place to put our. There was enough room to unpack. We could stuff. Sh- Stow our, stow our bags under the bed. I mean, it was really fine. I would say absolutely met expectations. What you see in the photos is what we got in the experience. And then, yeah, with so few people, there's just there's room to spread out, and there are enough deck chairs, and there's it's just there's a lounge, and no, there's none of that crowded feeling and sort of cattle feeling of of uh, of being on a big ship. Mm, no, it, it, it sounds good. And generally, is tourism still down in Italy? In other words, they're, you know, there's the post-COVID oh, no. hangover. Oh, no, no, no. They're back. They're back. Italy is back. Oh. Italy is back. Uh, we spent, uh, we just added on a night in Venice at the end of our trip because my friend who came over had never been to Venice before. Right. So I arranged a hotel for us and it was so crowded so crowded and we actually as we were wandering around venice and if you, you know how narrow the streets are and how how i mean really narrow, like some streets you can stretch your arms out and touch either wall so but these will be clogged these are clogged with people during the day especially so we kept our masks on as right. we were walking around but that's you know that's personal choice and then in the evening when a lot of the day trippers went go home venice becomes another place Right. And I was so happy for my friend because as we were walking, and she had to have a COVID test to fly home the next day too, um, as we were walking around during the day and it was hot and it was crowded, it was just like, oh, I said, I hope this isn't her parting impression of Venice, right? She doesn't just associate Venice with crowds and heat and everything. And then by the time the evening rolled around, we did a gondola ride, you know, we did the typical, you know, tourist experience. It had cooled off, the crowds had thinned out, and we had a glorious evening in Venice. And I was so relieved. I was like, oh, oh this is Venice. That's right? great. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. The barge had arranged a, a tour, a guided tour of the Doge's Palace, and then there's Anson Keepers in there, so that was a nice surprise. Oh, that that, uh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And one of their uh, visits is to a privately owned estate, what you would call a tenuta in Italian, 
that's a working working estate, you know, farms, farmland and vineyards and with a dinner, a tour and a dinner with uh, food and wine all provided, basically grown by the estate. Nice. That was our one off-ship dinner. Now, you said you had six nights. Was that long enough, too long? How would you put it? You know what? I think, I think it was just about right. This is a slow-moving tour. And I mean, that's why people are, are drawn to these experiences, I think. And, and I, would, I would call this a trip that's maybe a little bit for connoisseurs in Italy, like people who have already been to Rome and Florence and maybe they've been to Venice before. You know, they've seen the big sites and they've seen the crowded places. And this is, this is a completely different side, a completely different way of experiencing Italy. These smaller cities that are off the, they're not right on the autostrada, for one thing. They're a little bit off the tourist path. So you, particularly in Mantua and Ferrara, we saw cities that were really living Italian cities. You, know, you saw people going to work and, and businesses and just a different side of things where it's all not, it's not all about tourism, tourism, tourism and gift shops and restaurants with their tourist menus and this sort of kind of in-your-face tourism that you see in the bigger Italian destinations. Well, it sounds like an authentic sort of experience. It was, very much so, very much so. Um, With an Italian crew um, who were really passionate about their about their jobs but also just this is their you know for the for the captain especially i mean this is his calling this is his passion to share these places and along these of this itinerary a lot of these things were sort of hand-picked by him so it's a very it felt like a very curated experience right um, by people who are you know, really really just passionate about sharing this this side of italy well, I think I think you're telling you're giving us a great uh, insight into something that people could do that that is distinctly different from the the typical uh, fare that's offered uh, in in many in many cities around the world. So um, yes, and I, um, several of the passengers that we were on board with had tacked this on to a longer trip, like they had already been. I know one group had already been to uh, I think they'd done Rome and the Cinque Terre. Right. And then they added this on. Um, other people were continuing on to other places in Italy. So it's a nice little sojourn in the middle of a longer vacation, too. Sounds great, Elizabeth. Now, um, y- if people are looking to book this particular trip, I, g- I guess European waterways would be the easiest uh, people to work through, would they? European waterways or the barge lady. Or the barge lady. Get that right. It's called barge, www.bargeladycruises.com. Okay. Reporter Elizabeth Heath on her Italian barge cruise aboard La Bella Vita. For information, go to www.bargeladies.com. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.